Welcome to the Get to Vet podcast, where we bridge the knowledge gaps in the military transition process so you can focus on what's ahead. Hey, Get to Vet listeners, this is Mike. And now for my personal disclaimer, although I am active duty military, I'm not an official spokesperson of the United States Navy. Any of my views expressed on the Get to Vet podcast are based on my personal experience. Thanks for listening. Hey there, Get to Vet. Trevor Maxwell here doing a little transition check-in with Sean Bailey. And with me, as always, is soon-to-be retired Mike Riggs. I think I'm at, oh, yep, 70 days. Here we are. 70 <laughs> days and counting. Wow. <laughs> nice. Sean, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's great to see you guys on camera. Yeah. Good to see you, buddy. Good. Glad your, your COVID scare was was not as bad as you hoped it was. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> so so it's, I think it's been about a month since we had your episode on. Um, so, yeah, wanted to do like we talked about and check in with you on a monthly basis and see how you're progressing and, and try Absolutely. to answer any questions you got. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I'm not in school right now, so I have like 45 days. So this is the longest period I've had where I wasn't in school or deployed since I can remember. So I started, you know, going into uh, paralysis by analysis, as they say. So I'm thinking like, well, what do I do with all this time? Like, what do I need to do? So I said, well, let me let me do what I normally do in my military mindset. Let me make a list. <laughs> so so I made a list of priorities and I said, well, this is a start. Um, so my next uh, six months to a year, um, I have basically 23 months if I do my terminal leave and my uh, house hunting. Uh, I already submitted my retirement paperwork. So I submitted that two weeks ago. So that'll have me eat terminal leave house hunting out somewhere in like May, May of 2023. So when I started looking at that, that timeline, as uh, uh, Mike had alluded to in a, pre- in a previous podcast, it becomes very real, actually, how much time you have left. Um, so I made a list of priorities. So my number one priority was, was medical, making sure I get in and I see everyone for every single minor ailment. And I had the dermatologist, you know, look me over head to toe. When I say head to toe, I mean head to toe. Uh, Leave that up to your imagination, which I'm okay with. Um, And the second priority was to finish my schooling. Um, And then intertwined with that second priority and my third is to ID exactly or kind of close to what I would like to do so I can start planning my strategy, like where do I want to work? I think I have the location narrowed down. It will be somewhere here in the Florida panhandle area, Southern Florida, East Coast, West Coast type Florida area. Um, so I kind of narrowed it down to three options in, in my mind right now as we speak on the 20th of July with 23 months out. So I have it narrowed down to the VA, Department of Homeland Security, and uh, a recovery care coordinator. So all those are within this within this geographical region. 
Um, and then I also made another list, like before you write a paper, you know, in the middle of your paper, you write, hey, what's your topic? And then you start branching out in all different directions. You're going to talk about this. You're going to talk about this. Um, this was like what's important to me. Um, and so the first thing that came up on that was family, um, making sure I could be there for my for my children so I can raise them to be, you know, fine, young, educated men um, and be there for my wife and make sure that she's taken care of. Um, next thing I had after that, I listed on that was freedom and then fun and excitement and then uh, help others as they give back. And uh, let me see, I don't even remember what number this is, one, two, three, four, five. Number five on the list was money. Yeah. So. And that's, that's good. Uh, I mean, it's good to write those out. Uh, it always gives you something to kind of look at whenever you're making a decision. And I, I wanted to throw this out there too, because I always, I'm a big proponent of this for people when they're getting out. Um, it's not a problem for you. I know personally, cause I helped you solve this, but uh, the survivor benefit plan for people who don't know what it is, basically you pay them six and a half percent of your pension for 30 years. And if something happens to you, your spouse gets 55% of your pension. Right. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of things I, I'm not a big fan of with that, which we've, we've done an episode where we dove into that uh, pretty deep, but you had taken care of this really about a year ago, almost now. Right. So, right. you know, that's some, something why we haven't really addressed that with you because you already took care of that. Um, but I was going to ask, are you planning on doing a skill bridge or looking for skilled bridge opportunities? I do. I was, um, that's one of the questions and I'll allude back to the previous podcast that you guys were talking about, uh, having cups of coffee with people. So, uh, I reached out to a friend of mine who's on the West coast. He's a retired senior chief and he works for an organization. And I reached out to him and I said, Hey, I'm looking at, uh, potentially, you know, working for this organization at one point in time. Um, can you tell me a little bit about it? Can we, you know, have a chat or, you know, discuss? And he's just like, yeah, cool. I'm available at this time. Um, you know, let's talk. And I said, okay, great. Um, and so we just started having that, um, discussion on the phone, uh, which is really nice. So real, realistically, it's, it's possible that your timeline could be as short as 17 months. Right. When you do the 60 days and then you know, 20 days. So basically 90 days. But uh, another, another branch plan I had from that was, um, is either doing a skill bridge, you know, a full time of skill bridge or, you know, taking a week or two weeks and maybe I go work, you know, hey, just you know, make liaison with this organization and say, hey, let me just, you know, take a backseat for a few days. Let me just listen to what's going on. Um, so not not a full length 60 yeah. day, 90 day skill bridge, maybe two weeks here, you know, whatever the tolerance level is and seeing um, instead of doing like one long one uh, with the intention of getting, you know, getting a job after that, maybe a couple ones where I figure out, Hey, is this really what I want to do? Because I think just being in the military mindset so long, it's, I mean, I think I know what I want to do. Um, I could get in there and be like, man, this is just not it. And we'll make another transition. <clears throat> the one organization said, Hey, you know, our standard is like a, like a, like a 90 day or a six month skill bridge. I'm like, Hey, that sounds great. That may not be optimal. Um, but, uh, it sounds like a good idea and I would 
like to be able to accommodate, but I don't know if I can do that. Not my position. And I, and this comes up often every, just about every podcast. I think you guys talk about skill groups. And it takes me back to the exact example that, that Mike talked about the other day was the stars homework. Cause I had one on my ship and there was no way that I was getting on. And I had to break the little dude's heart. And like, yeah. if we're weighing national security and you working for uh, Home Depot, we're going to, this other one just kind of goes up here, man. I, I'm sorry to break your heart on that, man, but that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, I, and, then, uh, and then you guys, you know, say quite often, you know, from the, from my perspective where I sit, like I have to, I have a job I have to do that's going to get done. Um, and I can let some people go, but I can't let everybody go. So it's just something you just have to plan for. And, you know, your, you know, your detailers and placement, you know, say they're not going to, they can care less about that. That's not for them to figure out. That's for you to figure out and command to figure out. So. Yeah. So what, uh, what questions do you have for us? Um, well, I've been in the last five days, I've just been doing a lot of homework. So I, I think one of the things that came up um, was uh, how to write my resume. And I used um, Hire Our Heroes. I sent them. Matt, like 10, years, 10 years worth of evaluations um and they sent me this was a couple months ago they sent it back to me and, and it, i've never written one before it looks great um, um but what, what also i understand in that process with the resume it's not obviously it's not a one and done you need to tailor it depending on your job scope yep you, you'll continue to refine and revise it and almost what i do is i just put a date when i edit it i put a date at the end of it as in the file type like mike's master resume um 19 july like i just revised mine yesterday so it's 19 july 21 and because i made that revision yesterday so there's so many different versions of my resume i probably have 20 right now right and that's just my master and then you're going to have tailor resumes depending on which you know, you're going to, if it's going to go for recovery care coalition, if you're going to go for, you know, obviously, you know, if you're going to get in the GS system, that's a totally different type of resume. It's going to be a lot more detailed. Um, I'm speaking with somebody right now that THF connected me with. Um, I'm emailing her right now to really, she's a subject matter expert on the GS hiring system. And I'm really going to be picking her brain on that. Um, but you'll, yeah, you'll continue to refine and, and like, like the honor foundation, when we talked with Janie, I actually had a cup of coffee with Ashley, the, uh, the THF, uh, oh, she's like the director of people, I think is her official title, but she's a, she's a huge, huge advocate of the chronological resume. And, and then you get Scott Vetter, who we've also had on the podcast. He's a, he's a functional resume. Yep. There, there it is. And yeah, and it just depends on, it seems to be to me, if, if you're looking at us and, and it, and we tend to be defense type and we're leaning kind of that way, it seems to me that we go chronological a lot or we tend to lean that way because that's what they tend to look towards or look at that style. But when you look at some of the stuff like Scott is much more, I mean, he works for a really big fortune, probably 50 or 100 uh, corporation. 
I think he even says uh, he works for Disney. You can get it. You, you look it up on LinkedIn. He works for Disney. Uh, but I mean, when you look at that type of organization, they're, they're much more functional, you know? And so if you were looking to pivot that direction, they're not really going to want to know, you know, a, a chron- like a, a, an evaluation chronologically what you did from A to B to Z, you know? So yeah, you, I have one that's a functional and I have one that's chronological and then, and speaking with my coach and honor foundation, uh, Kevin, you know, I've got this, like, there's a hybrid, there's a functional chronological. There's, there's also that. Yeah. In there. It's just like anything, you know, there's a, you ask five HR people, they're going to tell you 10 ways of doing it, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there's a bunch of different ways to do it. I uh, listened to that uh, previous uh, seminar and said that there's a bunch of different ways to do it. The federal resume or regular civilian resume, two different, two different things. I think the key with that is no, you know, be, be very specific in what you're going to, and then obviously tailor, tailor to that. Um, I did, I recently applied to the honor foundation. So I'm just waiting back to see if I get into that program. Um, if not, we'll try something else, but I know you guys said that there, I remember you guys mentioned a couple other transition organizations uh commit commits a good one i mean that's i think that's for a one-on-one type of coaching i've heard tons of people we need to get somebody from commit to come on the show but um yeah hey man feel free to email me your resume i'll look over it too and i'll send you some of the stuff that i've done too i don't really have a a resume just because i don't really work for anybody but i still maintain that stuff i keep what i call a professional summary and, you know, I keep all the stuff that I've done in there on it. I'll, I'm more than happy to email that to you as well. So um, I think, uh, well, we got a couple more minutes here. What else? Any other questions that you had for us? No, I don't think so. I think I just have a, a list of things and, and kind of a rough timeline of what I'm taking care of. Um, I definitely like the check-ins. I think it's beneficial. Um, and I think it's beneficial I think I wrote down, uh, you know, who are your, your transition mentors? And I wrote down, I put your, both your guys' names on there. So oh. you're, you're, you're in it now. So now um, Mike's, now Mike's the starting to get the full circle too. So well, I do yes. want to put out one thing because, and I don't think I put it out on one of the podcasts. I made a major mistake when I was doing my VA, um, appointments and that was when you fill out that paperwork that qtc medical gives you and they're the subsidiary or a, a subcontractor of lidos and right. they send you all that paperwork prior to you going to your appointment and you're supposed to hand it to whoever you're checking in with right and you do the gen med which is the the big one normally it's like the head to toe because you mentioned it just a little bit ago the head to toe medical exam is going to be most likely I guarantee you just because I had, I, I listed about 39 things, I think in total with my claim, the head to toe, the gen med was the largest one was the, was the most encompassing appointment that I had. And in that packet of paperwork, there were, I think 42 to 45 pages of things in total that I had to write on, you know, knee pain. When did you have it? Well, how, how severe, when did it happen? What were the symptoms? Blah, 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 blah. And you right. got through there. Do not, if you're listening to this podcast, do not be an idiot like me and not make a copy or scan the freaking paperwork because they will lose it 
and you will have to redo it. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is five hours of your life that you would rather go do something else. So, and that is the only paperwork that QTC took from me out of my nine appointments. It was the gin med paperwork. The 42 or 45 sheets of paper was that, and they took it and they lost it. And I had to, and then they called me up and said, I didn't submit it. And I said, I did. And I had to refill it out. The guy, super nice guy from QTC. He actually offered to stay on the phone with me for three hours to go over it with me and fill it out over the phone. I said, no, man, just FedEx it to me. I don't want to waste your time and my time because it's a pretty comprehensive, uh, detailed, you're going through, I mean, right. I was going through my record to go and, and put all that stuff down there. So don't be an idiot like me, make copies of everything you fill out and, and, and be solid. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that doesn't, I remember doing that myself. I think mine was only like three hours, but still. So, and I did my retirement physical Friday and through the Navy and if you mirror your VA stuff, just almost, you know, the same as you did, you know, your retirement physical, I, it was almost, it was seamless. I had no problem. Yeah. Did you, yeah. um, did you have any specialist follow-ups from your retirement physical? No, I, I went in with a PA, a physician's assistant and she just went, I had, I had basically took all the stuff that, I had submitted to the VA and copied it over to the, I can't remember the exact form, the same one you have to do for your dive physicals and stuff like that. I can't remember uh, yeah. the, the form, but it has a little, the bubbles you fill in. Yes, no, whatever. And then you go and you, I, I did screw that up because I got a little bit lazy and I just did one through 39. You're supposed to cord, correspond the numbers to, you know, if it's 11A and that was when you right. got, got knocked out, you should make sure that 11A is the is number 11 where you got knocked out or you suffered your traumatic brain injury. Uh, I, I admit, I'll self-admit, I, I got lazy and I just listed one through 39 and she came in and uh, got a little bit angry with me on that, but we worked through it and um, it was all good. It's like my sea daddy used to say on the enterprise, never time to do it right the first time, but there's always time to do it over. And we did. <laughs> well, there you go. Lessons learned. So cool. Sean, thanks for taking the time to check in with us. We're going to keep this a, we're going to keep this a mini episode because we're going to do, we got 23 more of them to do. So take care, Sean. We'll talk to you next month. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Great catching up. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Get to Vet Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and follow us on LinkedIn. If you'd like to come on the show, email us at Mike or Trevor at gettovet.net. That's get the number two vet.net and let us help you get to vet. <laughs>